Hey everyone, Aaron here. Just wanted to say a couple of quick things before you get to listen to our awesome podcast. First, apologies for getting this up a couple of days late. Jeff and I ran into some technical difficulties, which leads me to the next point. So Jeff and I did a Skype podcast again. And when we do a Skype podcast, I record on my end, Jeff records on his end, and then we combine the two together. Well, when we did that this time, the two did not line up properly. And make a very long story short, discovered that there was some audio glitching on my end. So I went through everything. I got things lined up pretty well. Um, But if you notice an issue, that's why you may actually hear some popping in the audio every once in a while. Fortunately, I figured out what the issue was. Of course, it was after the podcast was recorded, but this should not happen again. So with that being said, enjoy the podcast. To the final word after our minor sabbatical of literally a week. Uh, I am Jeff. And I am Aaron. And this is the final word with Jeff and Aaron. So today we have some some fun topics. Uh, we're going to get a little political, but don't worry. Hopefully that will only last for f- 10 minutes-ish. And so if you're a bit squeamish when it comes to the political stuff, you can just kind of skip ahead to my car fiasco stories. And then we'll end it up with a little bit of, of stolen items. Um but before we get started at all, we've got to do our fun f- intro tradition of, hey, Google, tell me a fact. I learned on NPS.gov that Glacier National Park has more than 1,500 billy goats. I hope they don't slip on the glaciers that make up 25% of the park. I, I did know about the glacier part. I knew that's, I mean, there's a reason it's called glacier. Didn't know about the billy goats. That's, that's kind of cool, actually. I had no idea that that's where she was going to be going because I was like, oh, she's going to tell me how many glaciers there are. Yes, None of that, that too. I, yes, I totally agree with you there. That is, yes. Uh, and for a brief moment, I thought she was going to you know, be very depressing and say, uh, over the last hundred years, Glacier National Park has lost X number of glaciers. I'm sure she could tell you that if you asked and we could all, you know, be best with, you know, reality. I mean, I'm going to give it a shot. Hey, Google. How many glaciers has Glacier National Park lost due to global warming? On the website nps.gov, they say, Over the last 100 years, the planet's surface has warmed by about 1.5 degrees Fahrenheit. In recent years, northwest Montana has warmed at about twice that rate. This rapid rate of warming is melting the park's glaciers, increasing the severity and likelihood of wildfires, and shifting wildlife habitat. That was... She didn't give no, me a but that was still though. pretty impressive, actually. Like yeah. it was. That's the reason why, in terms of like voice assistance, Google definitely. Google wins. is very good at parsing speech, and then using that yes. and literally just doing a Google search, and then you know, going yeah. from there. Because my guess is, if you type that exact thing into Google search, you would get their little, uh, you know, that yeah, little the bubble. little you know blurb thing, Bob. So. The, the, like, this is the answer if you don't care to look further. Exactly. This is the answer, and there you go. So, with that... Um, 
so amount of depressing part, thoughts. Um, let's move on to some more depressing thoughts. Yeah. Um, what are you going to talk about today, Aaron? I'm 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 going to talk about um, some current events that you know are happening. Um, Do you want to give uh, a, a Cheeto our... man? <laughs> Do you want to give our what's what's the word that means like future is like pos? No, that'd be like. Do you know the word I'm thinking of? Put postomper. Uh, I don't know. I, It'll be a word n- of the day. No, point. not what what what. Do you know what you're trying to say? I do. I do know what I'm trying to say, but like it, I've I've derailed us too quickly. You need we need. Anyways, to, yeah, so we're gonna talk about a little bit about Trump and the impeachment and all of that craziness because it's actually gotten worse. There was a. Uh, could, hmm. Do you want to give us some context for people who listen in the future as to what? That's day it is true. Like yeah. So it's uh, what is today? Sunday, October sixth. So yep. uh, the House has not officially voted on impeachment yet, but they have impeachment uh, multiple impeachment queries inquiries going on now for what? It's been over a week now, a week and a half, two weeks. Not even sure how long since uh, you know this all broke with the uh, the Ukraine whistleblower and and whatnot. Um, and then I got some news updates today that another whistleblower is coming forward, but no details yeah, on too. said whistleblower yet. So the only thing I saw was that it might be a firsthand account as opposed to the first whistleblower, which was a secondhand. Yeah, yeah, basically, and it's it's been kind of interesting. I guess I, I don't know if interesting is the right word to use in this context because the whole thing is just absurd. Um, I mean, from our perspective, not very interesting. It is frightening. But from, like, a future historian, they're probably pretty interested in that. Hopefully. That's that's kind of the hope that, you know, in hell, even, like, ten years we can look back and be like, huh, that was a really interesting time in our country's history. I'm just thinking of all, like, the, uh, uh, like, kids in grade school that have to go through current events and that chapter in their giant current events book, the Trump chapter, is just going to be interesting. To say the least. Well, honestly, honestly, what I hope, and I remember the minute Trump got elected, like this was my thought, was that when my niece, who will be six in November, is old enough to start learning about U.S. history and whatnot, that this will be like a four year the country lost its collective mind. And then we were, you know, we moved on. This, it's you know, because the... I think about like when I learned about the Cold War, you know, technically I was alive during uh, the 80, you know, not technically, I was alive during the 80s. So kind of, you know, the tail end of the Cold War, the Cold War had no bearing on my life, though. And so when I start when I got old enough to actually learn about the Cold War, it was like, oh, wow, this is a crazy thing that happened, as opposed to, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Um, You know, so hopefully that's that's what happens. And hopefully the current impeachment stuff is leading toward that. I mean, it's just, if it wasn't real, if it wasn't actually happening, like it if would, it was an episode on your new favorite TV show, drunk America or something, or like something. That? Yeah. It would be like, wow, this is completely absurd and kind of amusing and maybe a little compelling even. Yeah. But as it stands, it's like every time, you know, I get, you know, an update on my phone or I'm watching like uh, uh, last week tonight or whatever it is. And it's and it's just like this is happening. Like not only what did, you know, Trump 
talk to you, the Ukraine leader, who I'm blanking on his name now, and actually, you know, actively asked him to, hey, do me a favor, you know, look into Biden's son. He like he actually did that. He admitted to doing that. He released transcripts saying that he did that. And you're just like, and then all those texts, right? And you're just like, how? And yet there are people who don't see the big deal or don't see. We're basically the- living. We're basically living in the House of Cards universe, but where all of the actors are idiots. So I never actually watched House of Cards, mostly because it scared me a little bit, and it was like this. Yeah. This is a little too real. I don't. I don't want to deal with I, this. And uh, uh, uh. I only watched the first two seasons. Yeah, um, and they're very good, but a hundred percent like this is too real in some. Right, senses. it's like I kind of um, like watching shows to escape sometimes. Uh, that's the reason why I can't watch Black Mirror at all. Yeah, I have a hard time with Black Mirror. I like some episodes are really good, but it is not a show that you can binge watch by any means. Um, yeah. but but to uh, harangue it back to politics, um, do you think? That the House is going to vote to impeach. Actually, wait, before we go there, how does the impeachment process work? So, that's a question. Um, And I'm trying to remember, because Clinton was actually impeached, but he was not found guilty. Yeah, not not convicted. convicted. Yeah, I can't remember the the terminology. So, from what I understand is it's a multi-step process that... Yeah. First, first just got to simply say... Being impeached does not mean you get removed from office. Right. Impeachment simply means you are it, – it, impeachment's like you have been arrested and tried for a crime, but you haven't been found guilty of a crime yet. Uh, I think it's just the more like can we try you for a crime sort of question. Yes and no. So it's – sitting presidents have a significant amount of immunity. Like, sitting president can get away with a lot of stuff. The only really um, uh, word that I'm blanking on, um, repercussion that Extreme. a president can oh, experience okay. is, is impeachment. And then once yeah. the president is out of office, whether because they were convicted um, or because they were put out of office or whatnot, then they can be, you know, all all bets are off. But while they're in office, they're it's, normal citizens it's tough. So like with uh, Nixon, um, you know, he resigned before the impeachment hearings could even begin. And then the vice yeah. president who took over office immediately pardoned him for any potential crimes related to. Oh, no. So, so, so. Are you saying if we successfully impeach Trump and he chooses to do the smart thing, which he won't, to uh, resign, Pence could then pardon him and he goes away scot-free? Yes. So from what I understand is you can't just do a blanket pardon. You can't just be like you are pardoned of all crimes of everything. I think he could do a pardon specifically around the impeachment proceedings. So a pardon with Ukraine or whatnot. Um yeah. Other things, you know, with with the the Russia probe and the potential obstruction of justice going on there, that he could be tried with, as well as God knows what else is, you know, you know, in his closet. Um, yeah. So I actually just looked this up real quick with for impeachment, so I could remember exactly the the steps. Okay. Then I'm. Gonna... Um, uh, 
basically, I'm looking forward to the world. I'm, mm-hmm. Basically, I'm vamping right now, so feel free to read as much as you want. I'll try to talk and hopefully give you some time so you can read that Wikipedia article that you have there. Um, basically, cool, I'm I hoping for a world where yeah. – Oh, good. Because I nice. have nothing else to go with. I was literally Say, just going to – I'm hoping for a world BS stuff, of so. future. Yeah. We'll finish that story um, okay, later. Okay, so yeah. So we're at the first step where, where Congress investigates. Um, technically, I think the House is uh, – it's not supposed to, but I think historically the House has actually voted on let's investigate. The House has actually not voted on it, just started to investigate. And there's some hubbub around that, that, oh, the House hasn't actually voted. Thus, what they're doing is improper. And technically, that's just not true. It's just how it's always been done historically. I was going to say there's a huge, huge difference between tradition and what's legally required. Um, and that's kind of the whole reason why Mitch McConnell is who he is, is through tradition and nothing about right. And power. I'm not honestly not sure why the House hasn't voted to start an investigation. Um, Probably just playing it safe still, despite the fact that they really shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, yeah, so this is – so the hangup is going to be in the Senate. So you have the investigation, and then if there's enough in the investigation, um, the House – passes articles of impeachment and what that means is the president has been impeached that's what happened with clinton back in the 90s was the house passed articles of impeachment technically clinton at that point had been impeached then it's up to the it is so so it's kind of like those articles are the here are our list of charges essentially yeah that's probably the best way to look at it um and then the next step is the Senate actually tries the accused, as it's put here. So that would be, you know, going to, to trial, essentially. Um, and Which I have a sneaky suspicion would never happen. Well, exa- in, our current, At least- in our current state, it would absolutely not happen because I believe McConnell has to bring it up. And if he doesn't bring it up, yeah. that's, that's it. I mean, there might be a way that he can get overruled by everyone else I in the Senate. I don't but- know if there is. Honestly, well, I mean, more along the lines of like if everyone else in the Senate decided to band together against McConnell and like just does it. Anyways. I think because, again, he only has power through tradition, not actually anything that states Mitch McConnell has the powers. to do. These so yeah, the yes and no, um, as far as I'm the, aware, the, keep in mind, the president for of the audience, I'm yeah, an idiot yeah. when it comes to politics. Aaron's the expert. The president of the Senate, as far as I know, which is Mitch McConnell in this case has sole discretion of what laws are going to be brought up on the Senate floor to vote on. That, I believe, is law. Um, Yeah. Okay. Now... I guess Reddit's not the best place to get my information. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, Now, with that being said, is the president of the Senate is appointed by the Senate. He could always be unappointed, if you will. Um, by the Senate Yeah, itself. they could choose, we want a different president. Um, I See, and that's, that right, would be I don't nice know the process. Had the balls yeah, do I that. don't know the process for that or how easy it is or, you know, because um, something happened like that with, um, in the House. Um, I think it was, well, I can't remember if John Boehner stepped down or if he was voted out. Um because so John Boehner was John Boehner was Speaker of the House um, for a long time under both Obama and I think the beginning of Trump's presidency, or it may have been Paul Ryan at that point. Dang. Either way, like the impeachment could get through the House, 
but it's going to die in the Senate um, unless something drastic occurs. I have a sneaky suspicion. I have a sneaky suspicion that even if it doesn't die in the Senate or whatever, it's going to take so long for it to get anywhere that 2020 will have come and gone by the time we see results from it. Which, in some case, in some ways, isn't necessarily a bad thing. So, agreed. You know, we talked about briefly how like maybe Pence could then pardon him for everything. Well, if yeah the impeachment doesn't get through, 2020 happens, and God willing, a Democrat or somebody whose name not Trump gets elected, uh, and then... Oh, man, what if someone worse gets elected? I don't know who that would be. I mean, Hitler? Like, <laughs> Hitler, zombie Hitler has, you know, risen from the grave? I, 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 the devil? I don't know. I, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of that's the that's where we're at right now. I mean, basically, what's it's going to be ahead. worth yeah keeping track of. It's going to be worth keeping track of because it's like we took two years to get to the season finale, and now we're in it. It's what it feels like. It feels like this is where things are going to start right. heating up quick. And essentially, I I think probably more than likely what's going to end up happening is, um, the House will vote to impeach Trump, um. Probably not anytime soon. I imagine it won't be for a couple of months at least because they have to do the investigations yeah. and all of that. Um, and it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen in the Senate. But hopefully the House can kind of keep the um, fervor. Yeah, that's that's a good word. The fervor going until the election. And then I, I don't know. I, I'm I am. I, Excited and terrified for next year. I don't know if I'm giving the house far more credit than they than it's worth, but I like to think that they're playing this game like 16 steps ahead of everyone. And us normal people are like, why are they doing this now? And they're like, don't worry. Okay, if we do this now, then 16 steps from here, this will happen and life will be good. I hope so. That's, that's what I like to think, but I have a feeling that that's probably giving them too much credit. I think on some level it's true. Like I know so. Um, my dad has a a good friend from college who is a member of the house. He's been, uh, in the house for like 30 years now from, uh, New York. And he is a part of this now. He's part of the impeachment inquiries and whatnot. And he can't talk a lot about it, obviously, but he definitely gives the impression that they're not just, you know, playing this off the cuff that you know they they, they no. know what they're doing to an extent 60, i was gonna say 16 steps ahead might be a bit of an exaggeration but they're definitely playing at least right. three or four so like they know the ramifications of doing this and how it will affect the well what's really actually interesting is uh there was a lot of uh, right after nancy pelosi said they're going to start investigating trump uh in regards for impeachment uh there was immediate questioning so she said that right after the whistleblower came out um with the ukraine thing uh-huh. but nothing else had come out yet um there hadn't the uh, uh trump hadn't released the transcripts or anything he hadn't literally said it on the lawn right and so right, and <laughs> so you know there was a lot of questions of like why are you doing this now and not waiting until after trump comes out with the transcript because maybe the transcript will completely vindicate him Obviously, that wasn't the case. Probably, I was going to say, maybe because of what happened with the Mueller report where um, the 
Trump's people basically tried to spin it their way so that they get the first impression. Nancy Pelosi's like, nah, we cannot let them get the first statement on this. I'm going to hit hard, hit fast. Right. I, I think that's probably it, at least to some level. So, huh, yeah, so, that's, we'll, that's we'll life. That, we'll keep watching that event and see if anything interesting happens. I'm, I'm sure the day that, that impeachment is confirmed, we will have a fun podcast that day. But uh, until or then, just keep refreshing podcast. your news feeds. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to switch to slightly lighter conversation. Um, it's it's time for Jeff's story time, which I've written in our list, uh, car fiascos. And uh, so this segment comes out of what happened last time I we recorded the podcast. So two weeks ago. So now. two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of backstory. I drive a 91 uh, Mazda Navajo, which is a – basically it's a Ford Explorer, but Mazda because of weird production things. Um, happens quite often. You'll see one model is a different model from a different maker. It doesn't really matter. Anyways, it's a big SUV and it gets on a good day like 15 to 16 miles per gallon. Um, and I'm driving home. Uh, I, I live about 40 minutes away from, from Aaron, and we usually record at his place. Uh, today we're recording on Skype again, so fingers crossed that it goes well. Um, so I'm driving home, and about halfway there, my car starts feeling kind of weak. Like, it has no power. I'm like, that's weird. Shoot. Am I going to have to take it to the shop again? Ugh. And that's when it dawns on me. Oh, that's right. I meant to get gas before I left to go to errands in the first place. So I was already on an empty tank and then I drove 45 minutes to come to you. And then I drove another 20 minutes home when I noticed that I was running out of gas. And let me just say, by the time you notice that you're running out of power because your car is out of gas, it's too late. You're done. Uh, um, So I'm like panic mode. I'm still on the freeway. uh, And my next stop is in like, a half a mile the next like exit it just so happens to be the exit i need to take anyway so that's like hooray double bonus uh but i immediately like turn off the air conditioning turn off everything uh take my foot off the gas and just let myself coast as much as i can with using as little gas as i possibly can um and i get to the exit and i turn off onto federal street and i'm off for about maybe 500 feet before and the entire car just stops solid. Worst feeling. And I pull over to the side, put my blinkers on. Oh, it's terrible. And it's like, I've never actually been in the, in a place where my car is completely out of gas. Um, and I'm on the side of the road. So I'm just sitting there in the driver's seat with my, my hazards on being like, okay, guys, just go around me. Oh, no, you're just going to keep piling up behind me. I guess you don't notice the hazard lights. That's fine. Uh... Again, for some background, Federal is a pretty busy street, so even though I'm on the side of the road, there's no chance I'm getting out and pushing the car up on my own because I'd have to push it from the driver's seat, which would make the car wide enough that would definitely get me hit. So I'm sitting in there. I pull my phone up. I start looking for possibilities of what I can do. I'm thinking, okay, I could call the tow truck. Um, and just as do I— Do you not have AAA? Uh, no, I do a roadside assist with my insurance, but okay. um, I don't have AAA. Because AAA is pretty awesome. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've had it before, um, but it just your roadside assist came with my um, insurance, and that was. I figured all I'd ever need is a tow truck. 
um, and that's covered. So anyway, I'm about to call one uh, when a car pulls up behind me. I was like, oh, good. Thank you, Good Samaritan. You've you've finally come to my rescue. Uh, And it's a cop. Um, And he, you know, I rolled down my window in panic mode. I'm like, I just need to get off the road. I'm sorry. I'm blocking it. And he looks at me. He's like, okay. Walks behind the car and starts pushing it. And I'm like, I guess we're doing this. Like he, did, there, there was no discussion whatsoever about what was going to happen. He was just like, started pushing the car. And to his credit, uh, he did a very good job and he was also mildly overweight. So as a person who is also overweight, the fact that he pushed me uphill for uh, quite a bit of distance, I can completely understand why he, the instant we got downhill, let go and abandoned me entirely. Um, So he didn't act, he just pushed you and then left? Yeah, but he pushed me to the point where my car was going downhill. And then he was like, you're going downhill now. You can get it to a parking spot. I was like, bye. Thanks. He was just gone. Um, He was right, though. Uh, There was enough downhill momentum to get me into the parking lot of like a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I know exactly where you were. So, yeah. Um, and, And so I'm thinking... Okay, I pull up my phone, look up gas stations, and sure enough, there's one literally across the street. Yeah, I was going to say, had it's I turned really to, close. Had I chose to turn left instead of right into the parking lot, I would have turned mm. right into a gas station. But at the time, I was so panicked, I didn't know what to do. So it's like, okay, fine. Um, I get into... Uh, so I walk over to the gas station, and they are the only gas station I've ever seen that doesn't sell gas cans. And I'm like, well, shit. I need at least a gallon to get somewhere, so what am I going to do? It's like almost 9 o'clock, and so most places are closing. Um, And the nearest place was this big Safeway. I was like, maybe they have one in their uh, automotive section. Um, So as I'm walking through the Safeway, I'm looking through nearby auto parts, and there's a Shucks nearby that closes in five minutes. So I'm in the middle of Safeway. I go, uh, I press the call now button. Uh, this, this nice, this nice young lady answers the phone and I'm like, Hey, so I know you guys are closing in like five minutes, but could you stay open just a bit longer to help me from being stranded? Um, and there, she's like, well, let me ask my manager. And I was like, Oh, that's not a good sign. And she comes back a couple seconds later and is like, you have five minutes. So I just book it. Um, Luckily, it was less than five minutes uh, away at a healthy pace. So I was able to get there. I paid my 20 bucks for my gas can, walked back to that gas Most station that was right across. Most gallon of gas. Ever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, walked to the gas station that was right across the street, filled her up, uh, got to my car, and could not figure out how to get the gas in the car. Yeah, the those gas cans systems. suck. Um, eventually figured it out and drove away. Yeah. But – it was just such a huge circum like list of luck and circumstance that got me out of that situation. I just so happened to run out of gas at the intersection, the, the, uh, off ramp that I needed to get off on because it was immediately off the interstate. There was tons of gas stations nearby. And because her manager was nice, I was able to run and get a gas can from like the only place that would have had one nearby. So, yeah, I, I am sad to admit this, but I have, I have run out of gas more than once. Um, while driving? I mean, yeah, technically, technically, yeah. It's always been, so 
in college, I had a car that did not have a low gas indicator. Oh, so yes. I just had to go off of mileage and you know the 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 gauge, the fuel gauge. And I was usually pretty good at it, but there were definitely times where I pushed it or overestimated it. And it's, yeah, it's like the worst feeling in the world as you 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 press down on the gas and you just feel this kind of like stutter and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. crap. And it's like you press down and you don't feel that power that you right. were expecting. And then and it's worse, though, is you're like, OK, I'm still moving. Okay, let's see what I can do. Yeah, you turn off the fans, you turn off the AC, you like, you take your, you you push down on the gas as little as you can possibly push down to keep moving forward. And then you eventually, it just kind of goes. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It's awful. Um, That actually happened near me once. I Uh, I was driving home from my parents and it was late at night. And like, I knew I was low on gas. And I have a bad tendency of, um, I go to King Supers for gas a lot, and I have King Supers points, so you get you know, a few you know ten cents off a gallon every however many every hundred points. Yeah. So I'm always like waiting until I build up a lot of points, and and then I screw myself over sometimes. Because you wait too long. Yeah, and what's really bad is so, um, I don't know if you can picture this. Um, when I come home from my parents, I go off at Valmont. And then I take Valmont to 30th and there's a gas station at 30th and Valmont that closes at nine. There's another gas station at 28th and Valmont. So a couple of blocks away that's open. Maybe 24 seven, but it's open till late. And I ran out of gas literally at the intersection of 30th and Valmont, like two blocks. And so I was, it was like, it was like 11 o'clock at night or something. Nobody was out. And so I put my blinkers yeah. on and I start walking to the gas station. And what was actually really cool in this case, a cop kind of stopped by and like, what's going on? And I told <laughs> him, he's like, all right, get in the car. I'll drive you to the gas station. And nice. yeah. And then he was like, all right, I had, you know, the can. He's like, just, just hold it out the window as we drive back. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter how careful you are. You always get gas on the can. Like, yes. it's just, oh my goodness. It's yes. just an impossibility not to. And when you're trying to pour the gas from the can into the car, that's the worst part is it just gets everywhere. No matter what you do, it just gets everywhere. I will say that newfangled system that I had to buy for 20 bucks had this like quick release that would only go off when it was inside the tank. I've used those. That was nice. Yeah, I've used those. It's like you have to like press it down or something and then. Yeah, you basically like rest it against the lip of the um, opening and then push and it will open the the can. Yeah. Which which did help, but. But it's still, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there, there's there got to be a much more simple, easy way to make this work. Yeah. But. Well, so that was the thing that was so frustrating. And I imagine the same thing happened to you when you were only two blocks away. Is once I had gotten pulled over to the side of the road on uh, Federal, I had looked up where the gas stations were. Um, and I knew there was one, like, right nearby. I didn't have enough time to actually figure out where it was before the mm-hmm. cop pulled up. Um Otherwise, I would have turned left and this whole thing would have been diverted. Uh, but it was like, man, if there were no cars right now, I would totally – it is close enough that I could easily just push my car slightly mm-hmm. and then jump back into the seat and, and get to the gas station. Yeah. Um, honestly, See, that's though, why I'm you need to be glad- a little later at night. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually 
glad that the cop came just because I realized after he pushed me that distance that had I been outside the car when I got to the top of that hill, I don't think I would have been able to get back into the car before it gained enough momentum. Oh, God. Yeah. I, right. And you'd be like, oh, my God, there goes my car. And there's nothing in it. There's no one stopping it. It would just go. And it yep. probably and goes like, straight yep. into the gas station. <laughs> right. And God knows what. Yeah. Well, shit, I just clipped uh, the entire... That could have uh, been a much more uh, interesting story if you had done that. Yeah. Ooh. Well, we probably wouldn't be talking here, or we would be talking about through plexiglass and with a uh, jail. I don't know, actually. I, that's kind of an interesting question. Like, what would happen? It'd like, be probably negligence of some sort. Something, and... something. Like, I, I, you know, then I was... Oh, kitty. Sorry, I just got <laughs> distracted by Jeff's cat showed up in his camera. Did you, and, did you actually hear the meow? No, I just saw the tail. Ah. Oh, now I hear the meow. Ah. Yeah, oh. she's been sick. Yeah, has she been throwing up a lot? Ah, uh, a little bit. Huh. Well, frequently enough that I'm starting to get concerned. You might um, want to bring her in if it's been more than a few times. My vet's closed today, so I'll I'll take her in yeah. tomorrow. Aww. But anyways, uh, yeah, podcast. Yay! Sorry, cats are distracting. One of these days, if we do a video podcast, you know. I mean, we basically do everything that we need for it. We just need to actually output it. Right. And, well, I'd have to, you know, clean my room and not have a giant mirror pointing toward me. Or instead, just get a giant blue sheet, put it behind you, and put yourself in space. Could do that. That could be fun. You don't even need to do the blue sheet anymore. There's so many. Oh, sorry. I'm totally distracted by the cat. Uh, you know what? It's okay. Down. She's cute. Oh, look at the kitty. <laughs> Every people are going to be listening to this, going like, I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, I can't well, see this cute exactly cat. Well, they know exactly what's going on. She can. We can see a cat, and they can't. Yeah, it must be torture for them. Oh. Anyways, um, um, yeah. So that's my that's my. I ran out of gas on in the middle of the night on a busy road story. Um, I, it's it's one of the worst feelings in the world to run out of gas. It's not great. It's not great. Well, um, the worst part is, is it is 100% preventable. preventable. Yes. All I had to do was just not forget to fill my tank. Right. Right. Like, it's such a, it's like, there's a lot of other things in life that happen that are either completely out of your control or out of your control enough that's like, well, crap, this sucks. Yeah. When it's gas, it's like, that is completely my fault. I have nobody else to blame but me. So, now let's talk about something where you can blame somebody. Um, yeah, so this actually is going to go in both directions because it is both blaming somebody and completely my fault at the same time. So, uh, talking about wanna... um, lost and stolen items. Um, yeah. Uh, what brought this up was, this was like a week or so ago, um, I was taking the bus to Denver and I had my fancy new Kindle Oasis, which is a really nice Kindle in my backpack. And it either, when I got home that night, the pocket that I kept the Kindle in was unzipped and the Kindle was not in that pocket anymore. And so one of two things happened, either when I put my backpack up in like the, um, the storage area at the top on the bus, um, they have like a luggage rack or whatnot. It slid out or at some point when I was in Denver with my backpack on, somebody stole the Kindle. I have a feeling it is the latter of those. Um, it was sad and and, and still sad. Um, yeah. I, I filed a lost and found report with 
RTD, they they have not found anything. But they never find no, anything. No, it's yeah. But this reminded me of a absolutely amazing, hilarious, terrible sequence of events many, many moons ago when I after right shortly after I graduated college and I was backpacking around Europe with a couple of friends. Um before I left, I got a nice new digital camera. And for those who don't know me, I really enjoy taking photographs. Um, I have a really nice camera now. Um, still. Uh, anyway, so I had this camera with me in Europe. And I took it with me everywhere. Um, and I think over the course of three months in Europe, I took like 6,000 pictures. Um well, me and that camera had a tenuous relationship to say. How so? Let's let's start let's start at the beginning. Yeah. So this was It's a very um, good place to start. This was a couple of weeks into the trip. Um we were we went we were in uh Northern Ireland and in the like way north of Ireland Northern Ireland there's a a place called Giant's Causeway which is these really interesting um, uh, geological rock formations. They, they look like hexagons, and they're all over the place. And uh, I think it's volcanic eruptions that caused it, or something along those lines. And It's probably basalt. Basalt, yeah. Um, look up Giant's Causeway. You'll find pictures. Um, anyway, so to get there, we had to take a train, and then we had to take a bus to the actual causeway and on the bus ride there um it's a bit of a windy road uh it wasn't too bad we got there it was beautiful i took lots of pictures on the way back the was a different bus driver and it was this windy road and i uh got a little bus sick did not feel good the bus takes us to the train station and i just booked it off the bus like i was i was ready to puke so I go flying off the bus, feel better, whatnot. We're waiting for the train. We get on the train. Suddenly I realize I don't have my camera with me. Ooh, you hate it. I left the camera on oh, the bus because, no. yeah, like I realized like, oh my God, I got off the bus so fast that I left my camera on the bus. So I'm thinking like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I get off at the very next train stop. I hailed a cab who drove me back to the other train stop and the the train the the stop we got on originally was also where the bus dropped us off and it was the bus barn so he gets me back there and like all the buses are there it was kind of near the end of the day so like all the bus i think we were on the last bus so they had parked at the at the bus barn and like i'm running around the bus barn like looking for somebody and uh, I see some guy like peeking out of the bus and he's looking at me like running around frantically and he holds up a camera and I'm like, <laughs> yes, and thank you God. Yes, that is my camera. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, so then I, you know, I get back on the train and I make it back to the hostel. I don't even remember how I figured this out because we didn't have phones at this point. So sure. I, I don't remember. What, what year but is this? 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I actually had a phone. I, I had an unlocked phone that I kept getting SIM cards in just in case, but my two companions did not, so kind of... Sure, sure. So I, you know, God, get back to the hospital. that 
that yeah. you were able to get your camera back. That oh, way. oh, but we're 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 not done. Oh, really? Yeah. This is this is why my camera and I had a tenuous relationship. So saga. Like a week later, um, I'm in Liverpool, and uh, I'm by myself. We had split up for a little bit. And I just got into Liverpool. I'm in the train station. I got, you know, a big map out trying to figure out where I'm going. And I had put all my stuff down just because it was easier to do that. I pick everything up. I start walking away. Some guy comes after me with the cam- his camera, with my camera in his hand. And I'm being like, oh, my God, how did I do this again? So that was easy, though. <laughs> like, I thanked the guy profusely what not got the camera. Woohoo! Um, so that's, that's two cameras, zero Aaron. Yes. Okay, so we go... God, probably a month now at the point. Um, and we're in Italy now. I, I did not know this before, but uh, I found out that Italy has a tendency for the uh, all the public transportation to just kind of go on strike on a somewhat regular basis. And, Good. That's, that yeah, helps. And what happens is they go on strike and it's not like the trains stop running or the buses stop running. They're just very infrequent and on no set schedule at all. They just kind of like it happens when it happens. So we knew this and um, we were staying in Genoa, which is kind of North Italy. And we took a train to, there's a, uh, um, a collection of villages on the West coast of Italy called Cinque Terre, which literally means five villages. And they're right on the coast. And there is a, a trail that connects all five of the villages and it's kind of like a nature preserve type trail and so we spent the day doing this and it was absolutely gorgeous i took a bazillion pictures and um end of the day we get back to the train and we're like we there's no trains coming so we finally like a train like an hour later finally shows up we get on it we don't really know where we're going at this point we're just like we just need to get to a bigger train station Hopefully that will help us. So we're on the train and um, I'm with my friend Emma and she's trying to figure out stops and whatnot. And I'm just I'm kind of zoning out. All of a sudden she's like, oh, my God, this is a stop we have to get off of. We have to get off now because I don't know what's after this stop. So we go running off of the train, get off the train, realize a wrong stop, B wrong stop in the middle of nowhere. C my camera's still on the train. So. Okay, let me get this straight. First time, public bus. Second time, mm-hmm. public bus. Public train? train? Okay. Train? Yeah, okay. public train. It's a yeah. And, and this is uh, the third so time that you've left it on a public in a public yeah. area of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this camera and I, there was there was so something going on there. At what point did you decide to Anyways. like bolt it to yourself? Because that's the only way. Well, well, we're not done yet. Of course not. Of course so, not. So, okay. This camera, yeah. man. So, okay. Well, so, you know, the train is leaving and I literally like tried like running after the train completely in vain and like, Wait, well, you, you actually shit. ran after the train? Like classic scene yeah. in a movie like, where it's like, no, yes. that's wonderful. Yes. Like, even though I knew like, this is completely I, useless. You gotta do something. So, right. So at this point I'm like, okay, I'm in Italy. Italy is kind of known for pit pop pickpocketers and like this that's it my camera's gone i this is this sucks you know the 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 two friends I was with they had cameras they weren't as nice as mine but be like i i'm sure they'll let me use their cameras but in regardless um i 
called uh, like the tourist police because I was going to file a report because I had traveler's insurance. Sure. And I'm on the phone with the police and all of a sudden another, and we did, again, we, this is crazy train times in Italy. So another train shows up and my friend Emma's like, we have to get on this because I don't know when another one's coming. <laughs> so I hang up on the police, naturally. <laughs> uh, get on the train. We get to the next stop, which was the stop we were supposed to get off on, which was a nice stop. And we pull into the station and there's a train there that was a double-decker train. And the train we were on before, you know, the one I left my camera on was a double-decker train. So I'm like, you know what? What the hell? Just, just for shits and giggles. Let me see. Let me. Maybe this is the same train. I'm running along the train and all the doors are locked. All the windows are closed. And, uh, like, we're not in a huge rush at this point. So I'm kind of, like, moseying along the train. Moving slightly back. When we were on this train, the AC was not working. So I opened the window. The window, I'm running along the train, suddenly, oh, there's an open window. I look in said open window. Oh, there's my camera on the seat of the train. I jump through the open window. Whoa. Because everything else was locked. I jump in the open window. I grab the camera. I'm crawling out the open window as the train starts to move. Seriously? Seriously. Like so this, this is why it's... If, if this had happened in 2019, you'd have had six or seven different angles of camera phones footage of this happening. This is true. Would have been, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so good. So, that's so good. It was like, I got my camera. Yes. And... Victorious. I'm like, I'm thinking like, this has got to be it. There's no way... Like, this is the most absurd thing that could possibly happen. There's no way I'm losing this camera again. So I think for... Another couple of weeks or so. Oh, maybe a couple of weeks yeah, this time. That's yeah. improvement. Um, we're in Greece. Um, uh, we were in Athens. We were staying at a hostel, and um, they had some lockers there, and so I had put some valuable stuff in the lockers. And we're leaving the hostel, and I leave and realize, oh, I left all my valuables there. Fortunately, I read this. I ran back, and... Um, you know, we'd already checked out at this point. So I'm like, I think I left things in my locker. And the guy's like, hmm, how can I, how can you prove that? Yeah, so yeah. I described the camera and everything. It's like, okay, here you go. So like, that's not a huge deal, but it was like, just one other thing. So now we're at four, four times you've left it somewhere. Finally. Ooh. Finally. That's disconcerting. <sighs> this makes me sad. I'm in Israel. I'm in Tel Aviv. I'm at a hostel in Tel Aviv. I, you know, everybody had their stuff strewn about in the hostel. I wasn't really concerned about keeping things locked up. I'm there for a couple of nights. I'm getting ready to leave. I'm packing everything. And my camera's not there. Somebody stole my camera. Stole the famous four times lost camera. Yeah, so like after all of this, it gets stolen. Of all things, it gets stolen. That's such in a Israel. unsatisfying end. I know. To this, this camera's life. I know. It was like this is it was just meant to be. Like the camera and I just like we weren't meant to be together. Fortunate, however, though, um the previous times um or the previous Two time, the two big ones, the bus and the train. I had all the camp pictures on the camera still. Like I hadn't downloaded all the pictures from that day. Got it. Um, got it. This is actually got smart. pretty freaking cool considering this was 2006. I had an iPod 
It was a Ooh. iPod with that had a video capability. Like it was still one of the ones with a little quick click wheel, but it had video capability. Yeah. And they actually had an SD card adapter that you could plug an SD card directly into the iPod and download your pictures onto the iPod. So huh. that's kind of what in the iPod it was like a 30 gig iPod or something. You didn't have a laptop at the time? No. I didn't I huh. also I think I did and I just didn't want to bring it with me for three months. Fair. Um this was also before like I was completely, you know, consumed by I must be connected at all times. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I downloaded my pictures onto the iPod basically every day or every night. So fortunately, I still had my iPod. So I still had all the pictures. I no longer had the camera. Um, yeah. Well, that's good because the, the pictures are the things that matter. The camera was just a good story. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Oh. How much did you pay for that camera? I don't remember honestly at this point. Ah, ballpark. I want to say it was three to four hundred dollars. Um, fortunately, um, I filed a police report and submitted it to my insurance and. Like I said, got and back. so like it was, like I got the money back, but it was, you know, it was still, it was like you said, it was a really sad end. After all of the craziness, it gets stolen. Like of all things. Yeah, that's yeah. That's so, it it made it made but me sad. It made me sad. Yeah. But now I have a I have a really camera. nice camera, and and it has not been lost or stolen. So you know, knock on wood. <sighs> um. Yeah. Well, we're, we're running up on 50 minutes here. Yeah, we are. Um, this has been a I, long one. I'm going to do a real quick on top of that because I had a very similar thing happen to me. Um, but mine happened in 2018. And so we can see this sort of technology difference. Uh, basically, I was in Japan um, and I get off a bus in Kyoto and the bus drives away. And I'm talking with my friend and after about... Five or so seconds, my watch buzzes. And I'm like, oh, that's weird, because I had a smartwatch. Oh, it's no. Like, oh, my phone is no longer connected. Oh, shoot. I must have left it on the bus. And because my watch buzzed, I recognized it immediately. Uh, my friend who spoke enough Japanese to get by goes and talks to the information and says, hey, when's this bus coming back? Uh, left a phone on it. We just ended up waiting at that station for one cycle, which was like 30 minutes. Oh, that's not too um, bad. And then the bus driver came off, handed me the phone, and it was done. There was, like, no fanfare, nothing. It was just, like, my watch went, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> nice to have with the camera. Uh, technology. Alas. Alas. Anyways, now we definitely need to wrap up. Yeah. All right. So, final word time. Yes, it is. Um. So, I have a whole big list, but since there was... Give me a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find... Oh, here it is. You're never going to get this one. So okay. I'm just going to let you know that right now. I'm I'm really excited. Guardy Lou. Oh, you, you always have such uh, such obscure ones. Guardy Lou. Uh, can I get... Pronunciation? Oh, I have to for? play this through... Hold on a second. Um, it's going to be great. I can already anticipate what's going to happen here. Yeah, let's see how this works. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. Guard Lou. Guard Lou. I guess. It you know, I'm, I'm going to go with my guess. Oh, what was that? No, it's, gar, it's spelled G-A-R-D-Y-L-O-O. Guard Lou. I'm just going to go with, um, uh, it's a guy at a bank named Lou who's a guard. 
oh, I like that. Um, but no. So it's a Scottish term. Oh. And it is what people living in Edinburgh shouted out their windows as a warning before dumping their slop buckets out of their windows. Oh. So this oh. was probably, oh. you know, Middle Ages. And instead of just, you know, dump, dumping their garbage out, they yell, Gardiloo, and then dump it out. I... And this has been the final word with Jeff and Aaron. <laughs> that's all I can say. Like, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, this is a really absurd, crazy word that, you know, is what it is. Well, what's so weird about it is, like, look out below is probably more useful. Gardy Lou, I mean, maybe it had more meaning back then, but is basically just nonsense words. Well, I think it's also, it's Scottish. In Scottish, there are, like, actual Scottish words that are not English words. Oh. So I'm thinking maybe that that's what it is. I wonder if there's a translation for it. Yeah, this is also from a website. It says 34 of the craziest words in English. So, you know, who knows how true all of this is. Also, that website's clearly lying because this is in Scottish, not English. True. Oh, here we go. Okay, so here's here's the full definition. In Edinburgh, used as a warning to people below that slops were about to be thrown from a window into the street. Yep, this, that's, is, this is from dictionary.com. So, ah, origin is from French. Garde à lieu. Beware of the water. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. definitely fair. Yeah. Uh, also, that, that website that you pulled this from is double lying because it's a Scottish phrase that originated in France. Yeah, so, well, a lot of, but a lot of our words are Latin in origin, but they're still. That's true. Yeah. Except for cheeseburger. Burger is probably uh, German. And by probably, I mean pretty positive it's German in origin. Well, guys, thank you for spending 55 minutes with us. It's been great. Um, hope to see you around next time. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Aaron, any, any parting words aside from Gardy Lou? This has been the final word with Aaron and... Jeff, Jeff, yeah, Jeff, yeah. Jeff and Aaron. Jeff and Aaron. Uh, you know... And outro song. But I'm chink. <laughs> <laughs>